Welcome to this recorded service for Sunday the 12th of July 2020, the fifth Sunday after Trinity. Uh, My name is the Reverend Peter Walker. Our prayers this morning are being led by Amy James and the readings by Judith Meehan. Uh, Music is once again provided by the scholars of St Martin's in the Fields. I mentioned last week that we were beginning to consider restarting some services in our church buildings and I can now provisionally announce that we are hoping to offer a Holy Communion service in St Lawrence's Church in two weeks' time on Sunday the 26th of July and then to have an open-air service at St Matthew's Church on Sunday the 2nd of August. Now, we recognise that not everyone is ready to gather in church for all sorts of reasons, so I'm pleased to tell you that we plan to continue this recorded audio service and the excellent series of video services from St Matthew's Ministry Team every Sunday throughout July and August alongside the in-person services in St Lawrence's and St Matthew's. We will not be restarting services in our other churches for a few more weeks, but we will announce that in good time when it's decided upon. Our service today begins with the hymn, Lord, Thy Word Abideth.
let's take a moment to confess our sins to God. God our Father, we come to you in sorrow for our sins, for turning away from you and ignoring your will for our lives. Father, forgive us, save us and help us. For behaving just as we wish without thinking of you, Father, forgive us, save us and help us. For failing you by what we do and think and say, Father, forgive us, save us and help us. For letting ourselves be drawn away from you by temptations in the world about us, Father, forgive us, save us and help us. For living as if we were ashamed to belong to your Son, Father, forgive us, save us and help us. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you pardon and forgiveness of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and strength of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The prayer for today, Almighty and everlasting God, by whose Spirit the whole body of the Church is governed and sanctified, Hear our prayer, which we offer for all your faithful people, that in their vocation and ministry they may serve you in holiness and truth to the glory of your name, through our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading comes from Romans Chapter 8, beginning at verse 1. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit, who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemns sin in the flesh, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead 
is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The the Gospel reading comes from Matthew 13, beginning at chapter 1. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying a farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears Let them hear. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, They last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty or thirty times what was sown. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Let us pray. This is one of the prayers for Bible Sunday that I'm going to use as a prayer now. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, help us so to hear them, to read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that through patience and the comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and forever hold fast the hope of everlasting life which you've given us in our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. We have before us today the parable of the sower. And I think that uh, prayer for Bible Sunday is actually very relevant. You see, the way Jesus describes the church, it is supposed to be the best thing ever. You, said Jesus, are the light of the world. When there is no other hope for this world, there is still the church. In the church... Lost people find new hope, hurting people find healing and compassion, 
needy people find help, whilst unjust structures and practices are challenged with the searing truth of the love of God. That's the theory. Yet, sadly, the reality falls so much short of that. All across the world, in the last few centuries, Christian South Africa practised apartheid. Christian Europe had the Inquisition, the Crusades and the Holocaust. Christian Northern Ireland tore each other apart in centuries of troubles. Even in our own local churches, many of the deepest hurts are caused by the church. This should not be. How can something so good, the church, cause such harm? There are many answers to that, but part of the answer can be found in Jesus' parables. On one occasion, Jesus said, there are both good wheat and poisonous weeds growing together in the same church. In today's parable, Jesus says there are four different possible outcomes for those who join the church community, and only one of those outcomes is fruitful. On another occasion, Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father in heaven. The repeated theme of Jesus' teaching is that it all comes down to our response to the word of God. Do we pay lip service or do we actually do what Jesus says? It makes all the difference. As Jesus' parable of the wise and foolish builders demonstrated, the foolish build on sand and it all comes crashing down, the wise build on rock and withstand every storm. Here in this parable, Jesus says, His word to us is the good seed, but there are various types of soil on which it falls. Some are as hard as a well-worn path. Nothing gets below the surface. What Jesus says doesn't change anything. I'm not really sure why such people even come to the church. It may be convention. Every good thing that God says is snatched away by the devil. Then I'm sorry to say there are also the shallow. They can gush with enthusiasm about anything, but it will be a different thing every week. They have no staying power. Like rocky ground, they have no depth. Difficulty, boredom, will soon have them ditching Jesus' word in favour of something easier. Then there are those who resemble the briar patch. Fertile and well-watered they may be, but they never want to get rid of the other stuff, the weeds, whatever that other stuff is. It can be outwardly good things or bad things, but its presence chokes the life of Jesus in us. As Jesus said, you cannot serve two masters. In some people, it's hobbies. In others, a career. In some people, it's friends. In others, it's fashion. In some people, it's wealth. In others, it's vanity. Whatever it is, it's our failure to make room 
for Jesus that chokes the word of Jesus in us. Ultimately, we're saying by our actions that this other stuff, whatever it is, is more important than Jesus. None of these three types of soil will be fruitful and flourish, but gloriously, simply, triumphantly, some people listen to God's word and put it into practice. We recognise that Jesus must have authority. He is Lord. That Jesus' word must change us, mould us, shape us, lead us, rebuke us, so that we become more like him. Not just once, a long time ago, at a big rally or an event, but daily and throughout our lives. This responsiveness to God is at the heart of a true relationship with the Father. Life-changing, world-changing Christian faith is not a thing of rules and systems, but a living, breathing relationship with Almighty God. To hear what God says to you today, and to do it today, this is the leap of faith that changes everything, including the world around us. This, says Jesus, bears fruit 30, 60 or a hundredfold more than was originally sown. So every day that we live, we have a choice to receive Jesus' word to us and either to shrug it off like the hard soil of the path, to move on to something more exciting and let it wither like the rocky soil, to tolerate other things in our lives that one day will choke our faith like thorny soil, or to receive what God says deep into our hearts and lives and to be changed by that encounter day after day after day. As you listen to this service today, God is sowing his word into your heart. What sort of soil are you going to be today? Amen. This next hymn uh, was a new one to me, but one of the ones suggested for this morning. Um, I think the words seem very appropriate, though. I hope you like it. Speak, O Lord, as we come to you. Shape and fashion us 
Father God, we come to you this morning with open hearts. We thank you for the weeks that we've just had, for the good moments that have brought happiness and joy to us. We thank you too, Lord, for the harder times where we haven't experienced joy, but we remember having to rely on you for strength at those times. Thank you for your presence in those moments. We thank you that while the whole world has changed so much these past few months, you have stayed constant. Your love for us and your presence has remained true. In moments of despair and darkness, we thank you that we can look to the beauty of nature for a reminder that you are there. We thank you that we can also see your presence in the kindness shown by volunteers and workers across our local communities. Thank you for those people who have been striving to support the vulnerable throughout the pandemic. We pray for those who have been struggling with loneliness, mental illness and chronic illnesses which have all been made harder by lockdown. We pray for the children whose young minds have been affected by not seeing friends. And we pray for vulnerable adults too who have felt isolated. Lord, would please bring peace to those who have suffered from dark thoughts and anxious minds And equip friends and family and local support networks with loving hearts to support those people in the right way. We ask for your blessing to be poured out on those in our community 
who are missing and grieving the loss of loved ones. Lord, please bring them comfort in their sorrow. Just lately, it's so easy to hear or read the news and feel such despair. We read about the difficulties in war-torn countries or countries where there are famine and we feel we might not be able to do the right thing to help them. We can feel helpless and I pray, Lord, that you would equip us with the the knowledge, um, the right charities to support in those times and help us to be prayer warriors um, in those moments where we feel there is nothing else that we can do. We also pray for global politics with so many upcoming elections across the world. We pray that you would inspire love, acceptance and openness in the hearts of voters in each country that's due an election. We pray for justice and honesty and not corruption, for strength of character and not extremism. We pray that people would feel hope and not despair. We continue to pray for a world that is suffering from intolerance in so many ways and we remember your commandment for us to love our neighbour as ourselves. We are sorry for the times that we judged others around us. Sorry for the times we might gossip or be a little liberal with the truth. We're sorry for when we show prejudice. And we pray in these times of hurt and pain in minority communities that we would be humbled to learn how we can help make the world a better place. We're sorry for when we don't listen to or engage with people because we're scared of confronting our own prejudices or saying the wrong thing. Please bless us with open hearts and minds and a willingness to say sorry when we're wrong or say the wrong thing. Father, as we enter another week, we draw on your strength and we look to you to guide us as we face our own individual challenges. For those back at work and travelling in to work, we ask that they would be safe on their travels and at their workplace. For those continuing to work from home, and especially those with children, please bless them with patience. As the summer term ends this week, we pray for children who won't get to say farewell to their friends and teachers. We thank you for school and nursery staff who have worked tirelessly to look after children throughout lockdown. And we pray that they would get the rest they deserve over the summer holidays. For those who are unable to work or who have lost jobs, particularly directly as a result of the the coronavirus, please comfort them. And inspire our communities to rally around them so they feel supported. And for those who face another week of loneliness or monotony, please be with them. Help us as their neighbours, as part of their communities, to be better at reaching out and offering the hand of friendship. And close this time of prayer by asking for your guidance, Lord, for leaders of our local churches, leadership teams. As we come together to tentatively start opening churches for services again, we pray that the right steps would be made and that people would be made to feel safe and welcome and that those who don't feel able to return to church yet or who are shielding still, we pray, Lord, that they would be included 
and that they would feel still feel part of the church community by whatever outreach we can offer. Amen. As Jesus taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our final hymn, You Shall Go Out With Joy and Be Led Forth With Peace. And a blessing. Hear the teaching of Jesus. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Go now to do God's will, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>